Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. I've been dying to play this song as an intro for my entire life, and here we are doing it now because we're covering the best music that came out in the entire decade of the 2000s. Obviously, primarily the song Yeah by Usher. Potentially the biggest hit ever. Potentially the biggest hit ever. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared is here. And Tyler is here as well. And once again, we're talking about our favorite albums of the entire yes. decade. Thank you for saying favorite, because when you opened it, you said best, and I my my list is not the best. Okay, that's Agreed. fair. They're my favorite. Well, did anybody pick uh, the song The Best from Foo Fighters, because it did come out in this decade? No, I didn't pick no. songs. I didn't pick albums. I didn't That's pick that fair. album. Well, picked an album. Guess someone Andrew. got the best of them. Oh boy. So again, we are talking about 2000 albums, which is a lot of music came out in the decade. We did um last year we did the 2010s, so we figured we'd take a decade back and see what we could kind of think mm. of. I think that we we had talked about this me and Jared. So Tyler, I'm sure you'll agree is that this al- or this this decade is going to be perhaps one of the more difficult ones because this one is the one that's going to be uh influenced the most by nostalgia. Yes. It is, yeah, it's like the song the music we grew, we were grown on, right? The the music that formed us, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I, also potentially arguably my favorite decade. I think it might be mine as well, to be quite honest with you. Like, I think that the 2000s music was just like, I think it was just, a, a, I just think it was a really, really good decade for music. Again, there's a bias and there's a nostalgia to it. It's but tough. I mean, like, it's tough for me. Yeah. Like, the 90s had big hits because lots of albums sold at that time. Right. And then I, like, 80s music, I have, uh, like, a big, um, uh, favoritism for i it's like could be the the decade that had the least quality music sure are like you could argue that potentially no nah, man that's the 2020s yeah well that in okay. the 30s the, the yeah. 30s music just sucked yeah that's fair wow that's awful harsh words for jazz <laughs> <laughs> that's fair so i don't know man i think jazz didn't really pick up till the 40s i don't know i don't know it's interesting like yeah. the biggest album of the 80s I don't want to get too far into this, but the biggest album of the 80s is Thriller. For sure. Which, it's a big album, but is it the best album? Like, of picking the best albums from a decade, Mm -hmm. where does that rank? Right. Thriller is not bigger than, like, uh, you know, a Zeppelin album. Sure. Like, it's not better. Quality-wise, it's not better. I mean, it's not bigger than Backstreet Boys' Millennium. That's a good one, Is that your number 20? He's knowing it's number 20. I was so torn because... That's my number 1,000 to (laughs) usher in the year 2000. Ah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so we're going to go through 1,000 albums. (laughs) Go ahead, Jerry. I was tempted, uh, while we're on this, I was tempted to pick several different boy band-related albums. But, like... Was that very brief point of time that I liked that music? That year blip. Was that worth... Like, I mean, I still will go back and listen to it, but I won't... Uh, there's not a Backstreet Boys album specifically or an NSYNC album specifically mm. that I go back to. I'm like, oh, I have to listen to this front to back. Like, right. the big hits. Like, if we're just like Backstreet Boys, greatest hits album. Yeah. Okay, that's, that is what I can listen to. Right. But that's like three or four albums. Yeah. Like, that's not the same. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So we... We each came up with 20 albums because, you know, when we've done the best albums of the year, 
um, the last two years. It's kind of easy to do 10 albums. We've done 10 albums before, yeah, but a lot. with a decade that's so riddled in nostalgia and has so much music that we've experienced, because really, I would say the most music I've listened to is probably in the 2000s, because that was when I was really formulating my opinion about music in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, the only other decade that would make sense uh, in that same regard would be the 2010s, but not the point. Point being is is that we've listened to a lot of music. It's hard to just cover 10 albums, so we're doing 20. I, I could do 100. I could do 1,000. You know, like, I, it'd be easy to keep going, but we've narrowed it down to 20, and given that we don't want to go, my 20 is, my 20 is, my tw we're not going to do it that way. We're going to go five at a time. Yep. That's how we're going to go through this. Okay. Who would like to say their first five? I can start. Go ahead, Jared. Okay, so... I kind of did a little bit of uh, moving around, so it's kind of tough. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my five here, 20 to 15, or no. 16. Yeah, Thank there you, you go. Sorry. Good boy. Kanye West, Late Registration, Linkin Park, Meteora. Ooh, I almost put that down. Modest Mouths, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, Escape the Fate, Dying is Your Latest Fashion, and the Gaslight Anthem, The 59 Sound. That's my five. I got two of five. Oh, two so, five. So far, I've only. What'd you do? Lincoln Park. And... No, I didn't think about Lincoln Park. I don't know why. I, I thought about you picking Lincoln Park, My but God. I I wasn't sure if you would have picked Lincoln. Park. What was the other? Uh, good news for people who love bad news oh. and uh, late oh, registration. You didn't get that one? No, I did. I got those. Oh, nice. I got. I knew he would do good news, and I knew you would do late registration. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. So why why those albums? Why all of those albums? Yeah, like just oh give my. a brief summary of why you felt like those were good picks. So late registration, that was more of a Caleb music at that time. Caleb was more into Kanye, and he still is, than I am. But sure. of his albums, that is one. I do miss the old Kanye. Ah, uh, yes. Of those albums, that that one is probably my favorite of his. Um, during that decade, he also had uh, graduation mm -hmm. and college dropout and 808s and heartbreaks all in that decade. Like that's Kanye a had a decade. very strong and I, 2000s. Like, 808s was up there for me. Um, for what I had rated it. And so mm -hmm. like I picked the Kanye album because he was one of the biggest hip hop people for me sure. for like, he had common, he had John legend. He, you know, like he was a part of a lot of things. Sure. So, uh, Lincoln park. I really like Meteora. It's a great second album. Modest mouse. Listen to the Modest Mouse episode, as we needed to say. Mm -hmm. Escape the Fate are one of the bigger uh, metalcore, emo, emo, metal kind yes. of bands of that time period. I, yeah. I like that album a lot. It was uh, during the Finding Music from Fuse. Mm -hmm. 2006 is when it came out. I still go back and listen to that album a lot. It's a great album. You do. And then the 59 Sound. It's not my favorite Gaslight Anthem album, but it's one. I think it's the first time I found them. Sure. And I really like the stuff that came out in the 2010s decade mm -hmm. albums from them. And so that's on my list because of that. Cool. I will go ahead and go next. I'll do my five. Uh, so I will say that I spent a lot of this year revisiting albums and uh, listening to albums that I knew that I needed to listen to. I didn't get, I didn't even scratch the surface of the amount of albums that I wanted to cover because there's a ton of albums that I have not listened to from the 2000s. I'm missing out on. I'll get there eventually. But this is where I'm at right now. So there will be in this 2000s list a mixture of albums I found really this year, but it's going to predominantly be things that I've been listening to for years. So uh, some of these are new uh, to me. Some of them are not. Number 20 is Fleet Fox's uh, self-titled debut. Number 19 is brand new, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. 
18, System of a Down, Mesmerize. 17, The Avalanches, Since I Left You. And number 16 is J. Dilla Donuts. So to run through those quickly, Fleet Fox's debut album uh, has always been one of my favorite albums to kind of get me into like an indie folk sound. Uh, it's actually one of the first records that I ever bought. The only, I think if I remember correctly, there were three records that I got the first time I ever bought any vinyl records. It was Fleet Fox's debut, Father John Misty's debut, and Iron and Wine, The Shepherd's Dog. If I remember correctly, those are the first three albums I ever got as records. Anyways, so that album definitely was important to me at the time. Brand new Devil and God Raging, or Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me uh, is an album that Jared and I played to death when we were you know, growing up around that time. So it's an album that I actually still return to a lot. Uh, System of a Down, Mesmerize. If anybody has listened to our podcast, we have covered System of a Down twice. We are very clear about the fact that we are big fans of System of a Down. Uh, and Mesmerize is my favorite album of theirs. Uh, and then both The Avalanches, Since I Left You, and Jay Dilla Donuts are albums that I have listened to uh, more recently. Um, I did not realize how much I was going to like those albums. But they're both kind of electronic, um, you know, instrumentally based albums since i left you is more of a plunder phonics album which is where they take a lot of samples of music and they kind of put them together into an amalgamation of sound so since i left you use like over a thousand samples it's ridiculous and it took them uh like 16 years to make another album because it takes them so long to get permission to make uh the songs that they do because they keep using so many samples they actually just released a new album this week which is pretty crazy and then jay dilla donuts is what is regarded as one of the best uh instrumental hip-hop albums i had been wanting to listen to it a little bit more fully again and when i revisited it this year i was like yeah it's a really really good album so those are my five tyler your turn okay well i'm gonna start off with the I guess I should start by saying, as I've said before, that mine are not in a specified order. I just find this is just to be too difficult. I don't have a ranking system that you guys have utilized, unfortunately, to help me out with some of this stuff. So sure. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get some of the ones that I think are, let's say, easier or uh, ones that you might have picked, Caleb. For me, if you would have to think about it out there. Sure. So we'll start with uh, a Modest Mouse album as well. This one, though, Moon in Antarctica. Yeah, I would expect one that. Of my mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorites of theirs. My second favorite of their albums were a great album. Franz Ferdinand self-titled. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Take a drink, everybody. <laughs> I mean, how could, he, how could he not pick yeah, it for sure? It's here. You knew it'd be here. I'm glad I can. I'm glad we can uh, make you feel better about it. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, rated R. That's why I figured if you would have picked one from them, yeah. TV on the radio's return to Cookie Mountain. I was just and uh, yeah. What's that? I was I before we started. I was thinking there'd be a TV on the radio album for you. I mean, the, yeah. again, it why wouldn't there be? You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one I'll divulge at the moment is uh, White Stripes Elephant. Yeah, that also makes a lot of sense too. I think White Stripes Elephant was yeah. It's my twenty third favorite album of the 2000s so it was not Mm -hmm. too far off it was hard to decide exactly where some of those last albums kind of fit along like i have a ton of obviously uh honorable mentions and it it hurts me that i couldn't talk about elephant but i'm glad that you are here to save the day tyler i'm here 
Any any of those albums you'd like to elaborate on? I know, obviously, like a lot of those are ones that I think anybody who's listened to the show um, would be pretty understandable that you would pick those. You know, we've covered yeah, TV mean, on the radio. Uh, we've had a bonus Patreon episode on Franz Ferdinand. Uh, Modest Mouse we've covered. You know, like a lot of uh, White Stripes we've covered. Queens, we've covered all of those. Yeah, we covered all of those. Yeah, yeah, covered covered of those. yeah you're right. Yeah, we covered all of those at different points. So, yep. yeah. So, these are all albums, um, really friends, Queens, and TV on the radio and the Y Stripes are huge albums for me when I was in uh, like late middle school, early high school, big albums that I listened to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot and uh, helped develop kind of like an idea for what I thought about a lot of stuff. So they're huge. Friends is, is just a huge album for me. I just really like dug that when it came out. And then for Queens, like Rated R was one I found. And uh, by like the, I found um, the lost art of keeping a secret, which is really like kind of like the most normal song on there. Cause the rest of it gets kind of like Neo psych almost, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. So I felt, I thought that was really interesting. And then TV on the radio, like return to cookie mountain, just a phenomenal album. Yeah. And I had never heard like, I don't know. I'm from a small town. And if you listen to hip hop, you listen to, lots of commercial stuff that I found like disinteresting. Sure. And so this was music for me that like brought in sounds of that. I mean, it's made by predominantly black artists who bring in black music in a different way. And I found it to be really interesting. Yeah. You know, so. My, my Queens of the Stone Age album is still songs for the deaf, which is also an album that came out of this decade, which I am yep. a big fan of. So, you know, I, I'm definitely not lacking on the enjoyment of Queens of the Stone Age, but rated R is not the one that I think I, you know, visited the most when I was younger. So, but it's, it's still not a bad album by any means. So, um, Jared, would you like to go ahead and go from 15 to 11? I can. Okay. So next we have panic at the disco. Pretty odd. Oh, I didn't pick that one. Me without you. It's all crazy. It's all false. It's all a dream. Pick the wrong one. It's all right. That's the end of the thing. Not my answer to you. Right. Then we have both The Killer, Samstown, and Hot Fuzz. I put them back to back, and uh, I'll talk about that in a second. And then the last one for this little endeavor is The Strokes, First Impressions of the Earth. You suck. I don't like this at all because you keep you getting things right and you're making this little face to me. I'm excited that I can uh, remember. It's uh, annoying. It's, it's, it shouldn't be annoying. It shouldn't be so easy. No, it's that like, okay, so. I know. You already you should know things. I grew up with you for the entirety of that decade. Unfortunately. And we <laughs> talked about music for two years. We Every about, week we've talked about we've talked music. about music for longer than that. We talked about it for two decades. No, I mean like what I'm saying is that like as a podcast, a the three of us have talked oh, about music for two years yes. every week. So yes, like, yes. I would hope that I know your guys' musical taste at this point. You know, like I, I shouldn't be surprised when I find out that you've picked certain albums. So yeah. go on. Okay, so for the Panic at the Disco pick, I like Pretty Odd a lot. I think I enjoy it more than A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, which is their debut. It's a great record, but. I don't have as much of an affinity for it. Pretty Odd was um, polarizing because it's way different than anybody expected from them. It is a um, Beatles-influenced album, which is weird for a pop-punk kind of group from that time. Sure. But I I think it was uh, really good. Uh, Me Without You, I love them as a band. We covered them from Good Band, Bad Band. I love this album. I've seen them live. They're a good group. I mistakenly thought 
that you were going to pick Brother Sister. See, I like stuff from those albums, but I just I I have an affinity for it's a little crazy. I think the yeah. songwriting is just way more interesting and it's not sure. as um screamy. I get that. I think that I mean it makes more sense for you to pick that album knowing like what what you particularly like about me without you. So Yes. And then uh for the killers, both Hot Fuss and Sam's Town, the uh two those are the two of three albums that came out in that decade. I love the both of them very much. We covered the killers for record roundtable, so listen to that episode. I don't want to get too far into it, but I I could not pick between those two albums uh, when we did the episode, and so for this episode, I'm just saying they're both back to back, whatever the same position. Strokes we covered as well. I love first impressions. I I will go back to that album a lot. Same, it's a good album. That's the end. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I I was really I was torn on um Hot Fuzz is up there for me as well. And um First Impressions of Earth is definitely up there for me as well. Sam's Town does not stand out to me in the same way the Hot Fuss does, but uh-huh. it's still, you know, not a bad album by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh I prefer Brother Sister for Me Without You. And uh yeah, I don't know. Cool. I think that, that but you know, I, I I think again your picks are making sense to me still. So Thanks. Tyler, any thoughts on Jared's picks? None they sound about right. Two killers. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So they're pretty good. I like uh, "Me Without You" is a band that I really enjoy, but that I didn't get into later until a little bit later. <laughs> so that's they will not be making a uh, an appearance on your mention list. on my list. But I really enjoy "Me Without You," and they have some pretty like their albums from the two thousands are pretty solid. Yeah. So my next five is 15 through 11 Thank you. uh we got victor vaughn vaudeville villain which is an album that is an mf doom album we recently covered mf doom yep. it makes sense radiohead amnesiac which is not one of their most popular albums and not even really one of their most popular albums of the 2000s um but i have always really enjoyed amnesiac it's one of the first radiohead albums that i've listened to um and it's kind of considered like b-sides ish to kid a which is perhaps um uh, showing my hand a little bit that perhaps the the songs from Amnesiac that are uh, all the way to 14, maybe Kid A might be around here somewhere. Uh, Converge, Jane Doe, one of my favorite metalcore albums or, you know, however you wanted to, to describe it. LP, I'll Sleep When You're Dead. I think I've talked about LP enough to not be surprised about this one. But 11 is maybe the one that uh, people would not know that I would pick as a number 11. It is Coheed and Cambria's Good Apollo and Burning Star 4, Volume 1, mm. from, from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. I, for some reason, played that album to death during that decade, and I still can easily revisit it today. I listened to it again today just to remember that I love it oh so much. Uh, most people would probably be most familiar with the song Welcome Home from that album. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, man. Actually, that one was on Rock Band, oh, Jared. Right? Okay. Yeah, because you could sing the song, It was too. Rock Band. Because you could sing Agreed. the song, Agreed. Figured too. out. Goodness. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, if I remember correctly, I was introduced to Coheed and Cambria when I started dating a girl when I was, like, 13. And oh, that was, like, their favorite, um, their favorite band. So I started listening to it. I was like, okay, actually, I could see some merit into it. But I think that we had maybe even known about it sooner because I think The Suffering was a song that we had seen on, like, Headbangers Ball or something like that. So, you know, I've been aware of Coheed and Cambria a long time. I don't really revisit their new music or anything. Oh, but I like, do. 
Do you? This oh, is my chance oh my to gosh. talk about yeah, Jesse's yeah. Girl Part 2. Before you do Go I, check it out, baby. Before you do. My number 21 is In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3, which is the album that came right before um, Good Apollo. So, uh-huh. you know, like those two albums back to back for me are amazing albums. So I'm a big fan of Coheed and Cambria. They have not lost uh, their luster in my end. So. We also saw them uh, a couple summers ago. One of my favorite concerts. Rock ever. on the Range. Truly that was fun because we were front and center and we were getting crunched. Mm-hmm. There was a man that turned around and was not even looking at the show the entire time. He was facing the opposite side of where the stage was. Yeah. And he was singing the entire time and his back was to the band and he was leaning on the crowd. It was an interesting thing to see. It was. Uh, but we were also real squished in there, and uh, somebody was passing around them doobies. Doobies. It's Tyler's turn. All right, Tyler, my next block here, uh, Interpool, turn on the bright lights. For sure. Frightened Rabbit, Midnight Organ Fight. I should have thought about Frightened Rabbits for you. See, I just, uh, Fugat, sorry. Argument, last album. Yeah, came out in 2000. It did. Sweet Sweet album, so good, such a good album. The National Boxer, definitely a big one. Uh, Wilco, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and I'm going to end with uh, the Gorilla self titled album. Those are all good picks. Those are all I'm good all over picks. the I've realized this week that I just uh, kind of everywhere, I suppose. Sure. I'm not sure to do about it. Interpol's big though. That was a big, big one for me. What like that and Antics both coming out, oh one, oh three, something like that for both of those albums. That was kind of some cool, interesting stuff. Like around the time indie started to change. Like you know we got like a resurgence and change of like indie indie into the mainstream mm-hmm. in the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, it's weird to see that Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and Turn on the Bright Lights came out in the same year. For yeah, some reason, I think Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is older than Turn on the Bright Lights. By the way, Tyler, fun fact, uh, on my list of 100, Wilco, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and Interpol Turn on the Bright Lights are 53 and 54. They are right next oh, to each other. nice. Right next to nice. each other. Wild. Do you want to say anything more about your albums, Tyler? I don't know. I don't know. Let's <laughs> see. I mean... Uh... Those two are kind of like the weirder ones. I mean, Gorilla Self-Titled is just like that was that's an album that I listened to a lot when it like around the time that it came out. Sure. My neighbor showed me Clint Eastwood and I just thought it was like really interesting and different because yeah. I, you know, I hadn't heard anything like that, so I listened to that one quite a bit. Um I like the national sound is really cool and that's kind of like that's like that's all the other thing. Like indie kind of spread into all these different areas, you know, like everything kind of spreads out into wherever. And like mm-hmm. what the national did, which is kind of a I don't know, more mellow, pop driven, but also fairly intricate type thing was really cool. And I like Alligator a lot as well, which is kind of like a build up to Boxer. Right. But Boxer just has some really great songs that like fit into like there's some there's something about like 2008 2007 2008 2009 apple commercials for me that are very nostalgic yeah any song that could have like been in an apple commercial at that time uh-huh. really f- makes me feel weird and that's a funny like, way of looking at that boxer is like all apple type commercial sounds from that period in an album that's much more interesting than some of the stuff that they used so Plus, Frightened Rabbit, Midnight Organ Fight, just like a really, really, really good album. Mm-hmm. Very like emotional and 
reflective and it's like it's an album that i have listened to multiple multiple times and that i've really connected with over over like you know the period of my life and especially dealing with like certain issues that are addressed in that album Mm -hmm. it's just like something that i it's just very difficult to not choose that for me i don't know but that album has really spoken to me did you do you think that you would have picked the national boxer had we not covered the national like did you listen to it a lot at a younger age or do you think it kind of started to grow on you more recently i've heard it i heard it before we covered it i had i owned the album before we covered it even sure so I've I've listened to it for a while and I enjoyed it for a while, but I I mean I probably didn't appreciate them to a level to where I would put that album on here mm-hmm. until we covered them and I listened to more things. Like I had heard some of the bigger songs, but I didn't listen to like early national stuff. I really found I really liked when we listened to them mm-hmm. for yeah. the podcast. So Alligator and uh, the like their first two albums as well were albums that I really thought were really good. And so I, I maybe would not have appreciated them at the same level as I do now. I think that, but. I mean, not to get like super into the the meta of our podcast or anything, but like, I think that I have learned to appreciate a lot of the artists that we have covered way more because of the way that we cover things. You know, like mm-hmm. I find albums that I enjoy way more because of the fact that we have kind of like gone through their discography and I can kind of get an appreciation for where those albums came from. Like, I think that that, it changes your perspective on an artist when you're not listening to just an album in isolation. You're listening to, you know, everything that they've done. So mm-hmm. I, it makes sense that like a national, like I could see me enjoying an album from them more because we listen to all of their music versus it being a case that, you know, I just listened to a national album. It's like, I guess that's fine. I'm never going to listen to them ever again. I didn't yeah. start appreciating the national until they started working with Taylor Swift this year. Amen. Oh my goodness. Amen. Well, yeah. two, Sometimes it's two also fire albums in the same year. Wow. Get yeah. it, Taylor yeah. Swift. Good job. Yeah. Miley I think the second come one better probably. Uh, it's tough to say. They're, they're very. Yeah. They're both good. They're very close. Speaking to your point as well, Caleb. Like it's also kind of like if you listen to an artist, like an album by an artist, and you really in, enjoy it. Uh, like that's all fine and good, but when you listen to all the rest of it, you may things other th- find other things you really like, mm-hmm. and then it makes you like that album that you like to begin with even more. Yeah, you're like, man, I actually like all of this stuff, but I like this stuff of theirs specifically, right? The most, you know. So it kind of like builds the amount. You're like, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Before Jared moves on to his next five, we're gonna take a Patreon break. We're gonna talk about what some of the Patreon members our patrons had suggested as albums that they enjoyed i'm gonna start with our dear friend john john picked three albums uh two of which i'm fairly familiar with and one of them i was kind of surprised by one of them is give up by the postal service which is a great album i had Uh, i've needed to revisit it for a while go ahead tyler that album is so good i actually i had never listened to it for a long time and maybe a couple years ago i listened to it Mm -hmm. and that album is just like I wish I had listened to it in the time because it would have been yeah. just so much more crazy in the time. But sure. listening to it in retrospect is still just really good. I agree. It's a very, very good album, and I haven't revisited it in a long time. I wanted to this week, but again, there's so much freaking music in a whole decade. It's so impossible to get through everything that you want to listen to. Uh, two is Consolers of the Lonely by the Rock and Tours, which I was surprised because most people I would imagine would have picked Broken Boy Soldiers. Um, but, you know. No, because I'm not really that familiar with their second album. Um, and then the third one he picked was Favorite Worst Nightmare by Arctic Monkeys. That's also a really good album. Mm-hmm. Uh, David um, 
I will run through these fairly quickly because David had a hard time narrowing, so he kind of shotgun blasted a lot of albums, which there are some very good options here, and a lot of them make sense knowing who he is. So we have A Fine Frenzy, One Cell in the Sea, Regina Spector, Begin to Hope, Patty Griffin, good 1,000 point. Kisses, Bright Eyes, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. David was, of course, on our episode of Bright Eyes, so go check that one out for fun. The Be Good Tanya's Blue Horse, The Decemberist Crane Wife, very good album. Uh, Run Rig, Stomping Ground, Damien Rice, O, which I revisited Damien Rice this week and I forgot how much I like him a lot. Uh, Missy Higgins, The Sound of White, Frightened Rabbits, The Sound, or no, I'm sorry, Frightened Rabbits, The Midnight Organ Fight. Yep, that's my on my list right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I gave it a little pause. Mumford and Sons, Sigh mm-hmm. No More. Coldplay, A Rush of Blood to the Head. Beck, Sea Change, who we just recently covered. Uh, Nickel Creek, This Side. And then finally, Dashboard Confessional, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most. A lot of albums, but some very good choices. Obviously, Tyler, you would agree. Yeah, pretty good. And then finally, and I've been saving this all week, so excited to mention it, but... Jamie only listed one album. I've been wanting Jared to hear about it all week. Jamie said, okay, great, thanks. And they clarified something. Uh, Cartel Chroma 2005 got me through high school. That's my number one from that decade. Lots of great ones, though. I like Mm. that album, too. It's a good one. That's a good album. Yeah. I saw that on uh, probably either Fuse or this other... uh, music video channel that I used to watch that uh-huh. also did a program with uh the the talking dog puppet. What was that guy's name? Uh that was Triumph Triumph the Insult Triumph, Comic Dog. Insult Comic Dog had his own show on on I want it's not called IFC. It's called like something else that uh I would watch music videos on. And yeah that's where one of the first places I saw Cartel Chroma. Yeah. Uh honestly and say anything else they're two great songs. They're on my this album is on my uh, uh, didn't make the cut. Ooh, but it's, it's on my list here. But Dang it! I had it on my list of ones I thought you'd. What's pick. the uh, uh, honorable mention? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, what, what I remember best from Cartel Chroma is that we had a SingStar uh, video game where you'd plug in the microphone, you get to sing a song, and for some reason, Cartels uh, honestly is is one of the songs on that game, as well as Blue October Hate Me. Uh-huh. Those are the two that I oh, and I believe James Blunt, You're Beautiful. Yes, it's on there too. So it was a, it was it had some pretty good 2000 yep. bops on PlayStation Two. You'd plug that thing in. We used to sit in our room and just sing with our friends. That's yep. what we'd do. Sponsored by PlayStation Two, Stink Stinkstar, <laughs> Stinkstar, <laughs> Stinkstar. Go ahead, Jared. Your turn. Okay. Is ten through six. Ooh. My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Dang it! I picked the wrong one again. A Day to Remember, Homesick, Motion City soundtrack. Commit this to memory. Uh, where am I at here? Okay, one, two, three, four. Green Day, American Idiot, and System of a Down. I'm going to pair the two, mesmerize and hypnotize. That's fine. I like them both. I might say I like, but you know, like one over the other, but. They came out around the same time, and when I listened to them, when we listened to them, we listened to them at the same time as well because our friends over on torrent.torrent.com gave them to us at the same time. Torrent.torrent.com. Is that what you used? Yeah. Okay, thank Go you. Go look it up, everybody. Sponsored by torrent.torrent.com. Yep. That's the site. You put – you're telling me – Yes. 
Jared. Uh-huh. You have American Idiot on there? Yes. Wow. I, I like that album. Uh, that It's interesting because Green Day have two very influential punk records in two different decades. That's that's interesting to me. Yes. Dookie is like number one for me. But number two and very close is American Idiot. I love that album. I listened to the crap out of that album. I like uh, all the long songs. I like Jesus of Suburbia. And uh, what's that other song? There's another song at the Saint end. Saint Jimmy. That's not a long song. Wake me up when September ends. No, you're wrong. Uh, is it waiting. Home- yeah. Homecoming? I don't Homecoming. know. Homecoming. It's I'm nine, min- nine minutes long. You be quiet. You suck. I didn't make fun of any of your albums. I didn't make fun of it. I was just saying songs off of the album. I said long songs. All right. I didn't remember how long the songs so were. So we, we've covered my cam, so I don't need to, to get too far. I gave, I gave that a high rating, so that's why it's up there. A Day to Remember I used to make fun of because it was one of Caleb's favorite bands, and I used right. to make fun of it. Now, right. guess who's uh, guess who's laughing now because I like that band still. Uh, Motion City, I love uh Homesick is actually in my top 50, Great. just so you know. Go on. I love Commit This to Memory. I love the band Motion City soundtrack. I've seen them live. They're very good. And then, obviously, we've covered uh, System of a Down. So, yes, that's my five. I am currently, of your picks, I have gotten right. And based on what I have left, I have picked what I think is the rank of your top five because I'm hoping that somehow I didn't forget what would have been one of the ones on your list because if I somehow couldn't remember one of your top five, I've really messed up this time. As Mumford and Sons would say, I really fucked it up this time. Anyways, um, you've got, yeah, you, those are good picks. Those are all picks that kind of make sense for you as well. Like, you know, I knew that you would pick Commit This to Memory. That's one of the albums that we really grew up on and enjoyed a lot. The Day to Remember Homesick. I'm kind of surprised you put in a, at that high of a ranking, but it makes sense in the context of how long, you know, we've been listening to it. Uh, American Idiot, that one should not surprise me at all. So, um, yeah. Cool. I will go ahead and do my 10 through 6 now. Uh, again, some of these are new-ish. Some of these have been around for a long time. One of them in particular has been around for a very long time and has already been mentioned. Uh, my number 10 is Deltron 3030. Deltron 3030. We covered Del the Funky Homo Sapien on Good Band, Bad Band. Deltron 3030 somehow is like one of the most listened to albums of this year for me. I just kept returning to it over and over and over again. I'm not sure why, but I enjoy that album uh, a lot. I've always really liked Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who was already mentioned because of Clint Eastwood. He was on that song for Gorillaz. And uh, this is a project that he did that I really, really enjoy. There's a lot of very good songs off of it. He performs very well. Production's great. Great album. Nine, Modest Mouse, good news for people who love bad news, which means that all three of us picked a Modest Mouse album. Nice. We did it right, everybody. We did. I chose the right one, but you all still did a thing, so way to go. I I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not going to fight you on it. (laughs) Uh, Good news is just the one that Jared and I grew up on the most, because obviously people, you know, landed on Float On, but we, you know, we consumed the crap out of just that album. Like, I don't, I, I still don't think that, that's my favorite song off of the album. It's probably Ocean Breeze Salty. Oh, no. And I also really like Barry. Like, there's like so many good songs off of that album. Bury Me like, With It is my favorite on the album. It's a great, it's a good album. There's no doubt it's a good album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, eight, Tyler, you're going to appreciate Jared. You could not care less. Uh, Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Lift oh, your yes. skinny fist Lift like antennas fist. to heaven. Oh, very good. Such a good album. So that album is a, I mean, it's, it's an instrumental album. It's a uh, post rock. It's, it's, grand it's a grand album it's so big 
the way that they, you know, uh, they build um, like to a climax in the music, the way that they build to these big crescendos, like the songs are just so massive the way that they make them. Tyler, you should talk about this album too. Great. Um, uh, Godspeed is really super cool. I uh, They're probably, other than, uh, I don't know. So post-rock is kind of varying a little bit. Uh, L1011 sure. is probably the first post-rock artist I found. Yeah. But when it comes to like what we think about in terms of post-rock, when we think about This Will Destroy You, or we think about like that kind of thing, uh, this album is the first album that I found. This album is like super cool. It's just so cinematic and like large. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, I mean, what's it got? Four tracks on it? It's very, yeah, they're very, very long. We haven't played a song. I want to play just the beginning of one of the songs off of this album. Um, I think it's actually five. Let me check. It, it, no, it is four. It is four songs. Uh, yeah, one of, that's what I thought. Yeah, one of my favorite so I parts. On, I don't know vinyl. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's two per side. Yeah, yeah I think you are correct. Yeah, because yeah, I, I got it on vinyl just recently. I have not actually listened to it on my on my record player just yet but um since we haven't played any music i want to play the beginning of sleep because it is i think like um i re-listened to it this year i had heard it before a couple of times and i guess it just never clicked the same way that it did this year and it finally kind of saw how good it is um but i think sleep was when it really hit me tyler i don't know if you remember like the beginning of sleep um mm-hmm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna play it here they called Coney Island the playground of the world. There was no place like it in the whole world like Coney Island when I was a youngster. No place in the world like it. It was so fabulous. Now it shrunk down to almost nothing, you see. <laughs> and, and I still remember in my mind how things used to be. And, uh, you know, I feel very bad. But people from all over the world came here, from all over the world. It was a playground, they call it the playground of the world over here. Anyways, uh, so, but I, uh, you know, I even got, when I, was a, when I was very small, I even got lost in Coney Island, but they found me on the, on, on the beach. And we used to sleep on the beach here, sleep overnight. They, I mean, they don't do it anymore. Things changed. See, they don't sleep anymore on the beach. Like when the guitar comes in and he says they don't sleep anymore on the beach, like there's something like so beautiful at the, about the beginning mm-hmm. of that song. And so from everything on, like you're just hooked. It's amazing. It's a, it's a patience testing album because it's an hour and a half. And again, like that's like the only vocal portion of the entire album. Is I was right. gonna say perhaps some of the only words on the entire album are right. Right. right yeah. There. Exactly. So like it's so weird that like it's such a huge grand album. And again, like I, I just don't think we appreciate um, music that is so like musically based, you know. And they they do an yeah. amazing job of keeping you hooked in. I I'd like to do God's well, Be You Black Emperor at some point, but I know that Jared sure. would uh, blow his brains out if we ever did. Well, that. you never know. Post rock's really interesting too because it like rock music is never a place was never a place for that type of sound. Right. And like that type of music. And so post rock is like, well, this is what's gonna be though. So <laughs> right. that's just super cool. Right, right. Uh the other two that I'll mention, and we don't have to spend much any time on them because we've covered these bands, is Sufjan Stevens, Illinois, and Mad Villain, Mad Villainy. Both of those albums are uh, big hits with me. 
Mad Villain, Mad Villainy is one of the most important hip-hop albums of all time, period. And Sufjan Stevens' Illinois is just a beautiful, beautiful album. So they make sense uh, for me to pick those. So True, too. I'll move along. I'll go ahead and start with one of mine that was just an overlap for that exact one of yours. Caleb, Sufjan Stevens' Illinois is on my list as well. Nice. It's a great album. Uh, like he said, we can go. You all can check it out later. Uh, another and they one are. that we. What's that? I said, and they are. Oh yeah, another <laughs> one uh, that w- is uh, once again an artist that we've covered on here is Slater Kenny's The Woods. Ah, that album is so good. Their final album, really probably like the pinnacle of like where their sound got to in in their early career. Just really super cool, super great album. I uh, originally like was kind of not sure about it because of the loudness of it, but I have come to really appreciate and like enjoy that portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the OCs help. Really? Yeah. The OCs are just, uh, especially cause I'm, I've just really grown in appreciation for garage rock and psych um, and uh, like psych rock renewal type stuff. Right. I mean, and- it's cause you love Tame Impala so much, right? Oh, sure. That's not, listen, it's not psych. <laughs> it's not really. Go on. So, uh, but the, the OCs are just really cool. And that album, I re-listened to it uh, just today, actually, to be like, should do I really want this on here? And I wasn't sure because I knew I, like, I kind of wanted an OCs album because I really enjoy it. And I, and Help was like, has been one of my favorites of theirs. Mm-hmm. That's the and one with I, the bat on the cover. Just, some of the bat on the cover. Yes. And I listened to it and it was just like, you know what? I absolutely want this on here because it's just noisy and it's got lots of sounds in it. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And even like like it, it's once again just kind of uh, where psych should go if psych just continued to make sense. Right. And we just don't hear a lot of psych during not like now outside of Tame Impala before that kind of happened. Right. We didn't really hear like psych rock and, and like reinvented or anything like that. that. Like Queens were kind of one of the only people that kind of brought that in. So, well, I don't know. I, I really... feel like you got at least one garage rock album a year. Cause OCs have put out an album <laughs> every yeah, year. They put out, so yes, they do. If they you're looking for garage rock, you could just time. grab it from them or Ty Seagull. Cause both of those are just yeah. garage rock monsters who just release every every bit of music they've ever conceived. Uh, I know that OC's released three albums this year. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like Panther Rotate that just came out recently, but Protean Threat was still really good. But yeah, I've, I've listened to every album they've released since Orc in 2017. And yeah. like, they don't, they don't lose their quality. It's very crazy nope. that like OC's are able to keep making music that kind of is in the same psychedelic garage rock sound and still somehow nail it it works it's kind of weird because like every time you it, i feel like sometimes i hear songs off of help and sometimes i hear songs of like floating coffin is another one that i really enjoy that's one of the first ones and, that i listen to as well and sometimes it's hard to be like i don't know which album this came off of but i do know that it's a really good song regardless like all of these are really good even though i'm not totally sure where they let like where they land in their discography yeah. so i think they're kind of a good example of a band that maybe doesn't change up a whole lot in terms of what they do, but they just consistently make good albums with what they do. So uh, next on my list is Bonnie Principalities and Matt Sweeney's Superwolf. That also big surprise, sense. big surprise there, I suppose. Uh, and then the last one that I want to cover in this segment is uh, the album, the anthology album by uh, Austin, Texas based band, the impossibles. Oh, interesting. Go on. So this one is, 
an album that was I was shown by my neighbor. First off, the Impossibles are Austin, Texas based ska punk band that also have some indie feel to them. Um, Anthology came out in 2000. I will say it's a bit of a caveat because it it collects their career from 94 to 98. But it was released at the end of their career after they broke up, collecting sneaky, all of their like EPs sneaky. and a couple things like that. But they're super cool. I listened to this album like in the years where I was trying, like in my middle school, high school, early high school type years. And it's something that made me branch out and listen to a bunch of other different things. And it's just something I've always really enjoyed and really thought was really cool. And a lot of people don't know or hear about it. And I just think it's a really great collection of music from a band that people don't know very well. Can you give me a song that would be worth listening to? Just because, I, I mean, I'm not familiar with it, so I'd be interested to see what it sounds like. Play, let's play Priorities Intact. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Like that was kind of the more punk indie style, less horn type stuff going on. But they have some horns that come in. Like this whole album, because it collects their career, is arranged in a way where you have some songs that are a little more ska with horn, and some songs that are a little more punk indie type stuff. So, my turn. Yep, we're gonna close, close her out. These are our last five. Mm. We'll never talk about the year two th- the the years two thousand and two thousand nine ever again. Oh my. So you got to really make sure you make it work. I, I have my list of what I think will be your top five. So have you you I, haven't gone yet. What? Have you gone? No. I didn't think so. Okay. And then Tyler's got some too, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure I didn't miss anything here. Are you trying to make your top five of what you think we picked as well? No, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, okay, no, okay, no. okay, okay. So here's the five. Forever the Sickest Kids. Underdog alma mater. Did you get that one? No, I forgot about that. Mayday one. Parade, a lesson in romantics. Got that one. I thought, Fall Out Boy from Under the Cork Tree. That'd be two. Say anything is a real boy. Thought that'd be one. Number one album of the decade, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. No way. You didn't even wow. have it on my list. It wasn't even number on your radar. One. What do you think was my number one? Wow. Say anything is a boy. Mm. Hybrid wow. theories, that's more influential for me. It is a pretty influential album that's for like, both of us. Influ- it influenced, I mean, it came out early in the in the decade. Right. And I remember that album, uh, you know, I mean, it came out in 2000. They're they're unfortunately not celebrating too much. I mean, they are celebrating the 20-year the anniversary of the album, mm-hmm. but with a bit of mourn because Indeed. Chester is no longer alive, unfortunately. Mm. And I was supposed to see them a couple of years ago. Yep. And I unfortunately had to email Groupon and say, "Hey, uh, I I was wondering if I could get a refund. Uh, I don't think the tour is happening. The lead singer is dead." 
Yeah. And they said, yes, we will process this refund. Yeah. That is an unfortunate situation. Did not expect that to happen, but it did happen two times in one year. It did. Because we were supposed to see Soundgarden. And uh, two weeks prior, he passed away as well. It was a rough year for rock music, I'll tell you what. Yes. I will also tell you that Linkin Park, both uh, Meteora and Hybrid Theory, were in my top 50. Um, Did Uh, anybody ask you? No, well, share that I understand. I'll go ahead and that note let you know that no Lincoln Park album would, is in my top 100. Mm, that's fair. You didn't even do 100, did you? Well, that's for you to find out when I post the list for you to read. Ooh. I'll be waiting another decade. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the with uh, Forever the Sickest Kids and Mayday Parade, they're both uh, pinnacle of pop punk for me in that decade. I'll go back to those albums quite often. They are, uh, you know, they're they are what they are. I understand that they might not be the best thing ever, but I have I can listen to the whole thing over and over again and, and sure. still be fine. Right. Uh, Fall Out Boy we've discussed previously, so no need to go too far into it. Although, you know, like Folly Ado would be up there as well. I considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then with Say Anything is Real Boy. Uh, I love that group. They never did anything. Up to that standard ever again. No. I also really love their debut album, which is very difficult to find, Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hate but, it. Yes. I, well, they don't hate it as much. They did finally tour that album, and so that he was able to like come to terms with how people love it. And he's like, I understand that people love this. It, it was way more emo than what Israel Boy is. Israel Boy is more like theater, theater rock, really. But, um, yeah, the... Baseball was a big album for me of like trying to find it's interesting back at that time trying to find songs that were never really released. And so I had really crappy quality versions of their songs, but it was like I'm just going to keep listening to it. But, yeah, I remember Alive with the Glory of Love being the very first song I saw from them. And then we love the song Wow, I Can Get Sexual too. Sure. Uh, Henry Winkler was in the music video, which was amazing. Yes. And we just fell in love with that group. And we've I've seen them, I think, twice now, and I'd go see them again. I know I've seen them at least once, but I don't yeah. know if I've seen them twice. They toured with the Motion City soundtrack yeah. when we saw them. It was a yeah. very good show. Pretty good. Yes. So. Uh, pick one of those five albums. Pick a song so everybody gets to have mm. you know a, a song off of their top five. You know. Mm. Tough call. I know. There's a lot of good options here. I, I like guess you should pick something. Think of something that you don't think we'd ever get a chance to cover in another context. Well, well, I mean, we have covered "Say Anything" right previously. We have covered "Fall Out Boy." I doubt we'll ever do "Forever the Sickest Kids" or Man- I think we will at some point do Lincoln Park. I'll probably put them on my like the later albums are not as uh, as great critically. I would but like I think to do those the first three, three albums. Yeah. yeah, those three albums are worth it, and then we can do like because I like Minutes to Midnight too. Sure. I think there's really good there's songs, good on, songs that. on it. Go ahead and play Jersey for Mayday Pray. That's their that's their best. That is the song they end. They play every show. They always end the show. Everybody gets pumped. Jersey. I had I had all confidence that at least Mayday Parade was going to be on there. Yes. I ended up getting three 
of those five. I did not. I, I saw Lincoln Park and I was like, I knew that you would consider them high, but I would never have guessed that Meteor would have been your number one. That's, I mean, I, I listened to it I again today mm-hmm. and it's like front to back. The only like there's a interlude song uh, that, where they're doing the record scratching. That is DJ comes in. Yes. But I mean, like they just their mix of hip hop, metalcore, new metal, uh, you know, whatever is uh, uh, is good. I like all of it. It's great. Yeah. So I think that means I got twelve of your twenty. Or is not the, bad. You should not name bad. the eight that I, that you didn't say. That You'd like fine. to hear the ones that I did. Yeah, that na- I thought you would name the eight. Yeah, I can quickly. Do that. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. So I thought you would do Cartel Chroma. Okay. I thought you would do Brand New Devil and God nah. as well. I mean, no. I, I thought, don't love the album. Sure. I thought you did for some reason. Loved it more. Um, I thought you'd pick Three Cheers for My Kim and not oh, Black Parade. Okay. I thought you'd pick Brother Sister instead of. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I thought. I wasn't sure, but I thought it'd be like maybe 20 was Starting Line. Um, yeah. Is it Island is the name Island. of the album? Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. It's a good album. Uh, Poodle Hat Weird Al. That's yes. Well, yes. And then finally, uh, Flaming Lips Yoshimi Battles. Uh, I thought that one. Oh, the format would have been good too. That's a good album. Uh, I thought about that I one as well. About that. I thought it was about dog that problems. Well. Mm-hmm. Go find that album, everybody. That's a good album. Mm-hmm. That's my parting advice for the decade. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, boy. I know it was a oh. long time ago. I know you've probably only heard of fun, but. All right, my five. I don't think any of these will be unexpected, so I won't spend too much time with them. We've, in some way, shape, or form, covered all of these. Uh, number five is Gorilla's Demon Days. I can return to that album probably until the day I die and still enjoy it. Um, one of the more recent albums that I discovered, really the only like recent album I discovered, is Joanna Newsome, uh, Geese. Um, beautiful, beautiful album. I don't get to listen to it enough because it's not on Spotify, it's only on YouTube, and I have it on. You know, I have the 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 record, but I have not had a chance to listen to it as much because my record player doesn't get played as often as I'd like it to. Uh, my third album is Aesop Rock Labor Days. We just covered Aesop Rock recently. Uh, that album and another album in my top three are kind of the reason why I am in hit, into hip hop, and so those albums are very important. Both came out in two thousand one. And my one and two, I struggled with so much all week. Uh-huh. I, so I've only rated a couple albums as 100 on the website that I use, and both of them are 100. So I look at them at the same time, and I say, which one do I think is better? Which one's one, which one's two? Uh, it's Radiohead Kid A and Cannibal Ox Cold Vein. And it's, I was waiting for that one. It's tough, but I think that the Cold Vein is a more important album to me. Cold Vein is the reason why I'm into underground hip-hop. I can't even tell you how I found the album. I think what happened was was that I started re-listening to Labor Days, and I was like, what other underground hip-hop albums can I kind of like visit? And so I somehow landed on the Cold Vein. This is before I knew who LP was. This is before I knew what Def Jux was. This is before I listened to any kind of underground hip-hop. I had never found Company Flow. I'd never done really any of the searching that would be required to get to that point. I didn't even really know Run the Jewels when i had found the cold vein so like there wasn't like any context before before like to find cannibal ox but that was like the hip-hop album that got me into underground hip-hop so like yes i love kid a radiohead it is a incredibly important influential album from my perspective an amazing amazing album but for me personally 
I think Cannibal Ox Cold Vein is one of the most influential albums I've ever found because I would not be into the type of hip-hop that I'm into today had it not been for the Cold Vein. And I think Demon Days has a similar impact on my hip-hop listening, too. You know, Demon Days had MF Doom on it. It had... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other like big names that were off of Demon Days now that I'm like blanking on it. But there, I mean, gorillas just in general are big for hip hop for me because of the fact that there were so many hip hop artists that they would feature in their music, especially early on. Again, Delta Funky Homo. Um, you know, Demon Days and Cold Vein are two albums from the 2000s that really shaped my interest in hip hop, as well as Jared, you mentioned late registration. I think that's also an honorable mention for that same reason. So, so those are my five. I'm going to go ahead. I will take any opportunity to play a cannibal ox song and everything else. Again, we've kind of covered in a little bit more of a capacity. So yes. sure. I'm going to play the song ridiculoid, which has LP on it. And there we have it, Tyler. It's time for you to close us out with your five. All right, I'll do my tops here. So uh, we'll start with the books, Thought for Food. I've still been meaning to listen to the books. I know that you like them so much, and I just haven't like gotten into the books in the same way that I need to. So very good. Instrumental, uh, like loop and um, sample based folk indie type stuff. Really cool, really interesting. And uh, things I think are really great. D'Angelo's Voodoo. Of course. So good. I love D'Angelo anyway. And uh, I was introduced to D'Angelo in 2015 when Black Messiah came out. Um, and then I went backwards and found Voodoo and, and uh, Brown Sugar. Uh, Voodoo is just super great, super great. And it's. I had heard that Voot, that uh, Black Messiah was kind of a different album for D'Angelo, and he brought a bunch of people together to make it, and it's kind of like not what people would think of a D'Angelo album. But when you listen to Voodoo, like he really still has a lot of those neo soul, like uh, instrumental type stuff going on. That's really cool and really interesting, and just a lot different. Uh, King Kong and Barbecue Show, Invisible Girl. I love King Kong and Barbecue Show. So very good. I don't kind think of I'm really uh, familiar with that one. It, Huh? I don't think I'm really familiar with that one. Oh, uh, King Con and Barbecue Show are uh, King Con is a uh, they're both uh, is Canadian born. He's a guitar player, and Barbecue Show is uh, Mark Sultan, who is UK born, also plays guitar and he plays drums. And it's just a duo, and they do kind of like uh, not not the psych stuff, but the legitimate like full out garage rock revival type things. That's stuff that I've been really digging. Like I've been listening to King Con for probably five or six years now and they're just really really good really interesting kind of stuff that's got good tunes and things like that uh, next up unwound leaves turn inside you i've been needing to listen to unwound for so long unwound is so so good so good uh i guess I, I'm, like i look at my list and i realize that a handful of these are like the last album that uh an artist put out and this is another example kind of reminds me of fugazi in that regard because unwound's a big post-hardcore group right that kind of brings a little more ex experimental type stuff in it leaves turn inside you is their last 
release and it is just so phenomenal such a really really good it's kind of like it's a little bit longer but it's really full of great great stuff i that's an album that i had so i made a playlist at the beginning of the year of like 2000s albums that i needed to listen to and that was on the list all year but i never got to it oh, it's I'm, a bummer, I'm real disappointed. I think you'd really like that one i think so too yeah uh, and I've got Songs Ohio, Magnolia Electric Company. I was okay, so I was looking at my list and I was thinking, uh, what are some albums that I want to have in my back pocket as like honorable mentions that I know we might never cover? That was the one I was looking at where I was like, I want to make sure I mention that album. So good yeah, job, Tyler. That album is so good, so very good. And I, it's that's a kind of a style like the Jason Molina, Bonnie Prince Billy kind of like. I don't know what to call it. It's almost like alt Americana type feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a genre I've really found myself enjoying over the course of probably like the past six years or so. And so that album is just super good. It's kind of like the pinnacle. I really enjoy earlier songs of Ohio work as well. I really like his first, like his true debut. But uh, like that album is just kind of a pinnacle for where, where things were in that band. Sure. And then the last one is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite album none of them were in order necessarily i kind of saved like the ones that i thought were uh maybe a little less familiar till now but this one right here i can say is my number one of the decade it's one of my favorite albums of all time i've repeat returned to it over and over and over and over and over and it just satisfies me in so many ways i think it's just kind of a little bit weird and different and i don't know where it fits into some stuff but it's the constantine's 2003 album shine a light really yep I am not really familiar with that album. That is that apparently something is I need to listen so to. Oh, so good. Um, kind of just like, a, I mean, it's, a, it's, an, it's an indie alt-rock kind of album, but it's got weird kind of uh, instrumentation in it, I guess. The way that they use guitars to create sound is just a little bit different. And I don't know. I just really love this album. Uh, I heard it. I heard Young Lions, which is a song people may be familiar with. That's probably the most popular song of theirs in probably high school on pandora and from there i was like that's kind of cool and interesting and i eventually found the album and it's just been a phenomenal like favorite album of mine for a long long time and i i, I you all should listen to it and see what you think about it because i'm interested to know what you think about it i'm expecting jared might not like it a whole lot but i think you would definitely like it caleb but uh i'll go ahead and play a song off of that one i want to play the title track shine a light it's the second track on the album yeah. and i really like it you got it bud Talk to me about simple things 
That is interesting. Yeah. Lots of kind of different things going on in there. He's got he's uh, got an interesting voice as well. Yeah, his voice is like kind of dry and raspy and just kind of like it but it's airy at the same time. And uh they've got the dynamics are kind of interesting because it starts out kind of loud and then you get the groove. And then when it divulges up into the verse, it's just kind of like the guitar is like kind of, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's very light. The guitar still feels very light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it has lots of kind of weird, interesting things to it. And there's some claps when you get to like the pre-chorus portion, there's some little claps in there, like some poppy stuff going on. It's pretty cool. It's kind of a mixture of a bunch of different things and I just works well. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, before we close out, does anybody, I know I have some, some just honorable mentions that maybe you would think that we might not get to cover if we didn't talk about them now. Yeah. Just uh, don't go too long into it. Kid. No, no, no. You're long winded. I am. Yeah. Uh, here's what I got. The last uh, Dustin Kinsrew's solo. Please come home. I like him. He's from thrice against me. New wave. I think it was new wave. New wave's a good one. Uh, Mike Kim, uh, Three Cheers, Brand New, Devil and God, Kale mentioned those. Kanye West, uh, College Dropout, Cartel, we already mentioned. And last, but certainly not least, Andrew W.K.'s album, I Get Wet. Ah, we talked about, me and Tyler talked about that, it last week. And I, it is, yep. I, I did uh, One of the it, best of the decade and Pitchfork hated it. Didn't and, get it. And then it. turned around and liked it. That's right. They came back on the. It took them ten years or something. Yeah. But didn't they? They gave it an eight, a, a point eight, and then they ended up giving it an eight point eight. Is that right? What yeah. happened? I think it's point. I think it was point six. But oh, the, the point points six were the same. Point and six, six and eight point, point, six. point six. That's. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, record, and uh, that was that's my uh, honorable mentions. Uh, mine are "Have a Nice Life," "Death Consciousness." Tyler, have you ever listened to that album? I have not. It, you would like it quite a bit. It's kind of a post-rock shoegazy kind of sound. It's it's very odd. It's pretty well-received. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Battles Mirrored is one of my favorite, like, um, experimental alternative kind of, like, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of weird, um, mostly instrumental music. I enjoy the album a lot. Between the Buried and Me Colors is a uh, metalcore album that I listened to a lot around when it came out. Uh, let's see. I was going to mention songs Ohio, like you did microphones glow part two. I'd love to cover. Oh, yeah. I would love, love, love to cover, um, him at some point, both with the microphones and Mount ear. I think fell over him is a very interesting artist. Uh, I'd like it if we cover this on good band, bad band here soon, but bus driver temporary forever. We got to do incubus driver. I'm excited about it. It's got to be done. And, uh, finally, yeah, I'll do just one more. Uh, Quasimodo The Unseen, which is another kind of underground hip-hop album where um, I believe it's Mad Lib, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's Mad Lib. Mad Lib, the producer of Mad Villainy, he does – oh, sorry, Jared. I see you making your face. Uh, the producer from Mad Villainy, Mad Lib, does uh, hip-hop of his own, but he like uh, up he, – he changes the pitch of his vocals so he sounds like a cartoon character. Mm. It's really odd. It's very interesting. I like it a lot. Tyler, you got any honorable mentions you feel like you'd like to mention before we call it? I've call got it some. I've got I've got a few of them. Well, don't don't um, comment on I'm gonna start it. with this is a it's an EP slash mini album, but I really like it and uh it's gonna get some math rock in here. It's minus the bears debut release. This is what I know about being gigantic. Really good. Love it. I visit revisit it quite often. 
I do like their 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 true debut studio album, Highly Refined Pirates, as well. It didn't like land super well, especially when like in the uh, looking back when you see uh, Menasoloso, which is like a huge one. But uh, both of those are really good. I had both of those on here. I didn't know which one I wanted, but this is what I know about being gigantic. Their debut EP, really really good. Um, the next one I have is the Go Team Thunder Lightning Strike. I don't know if you all have ever listened to that album, but mm-hmm. that album is super cool. Uh, they use beats samples it's not really a hip-hop album it's kind of like a like a groove man i don't really know how to describe it it does remind me a little bit of the avalanches to an extent but okay um, just a little bit different type of feel so pretty cool pretty interesting i found that actually uh record store day i saw the cover and it looked really cool and it was like splatter red and yellow vinyl and i was like you know what i'll just grab it you're talking about thunder lightning strike right yes thunder lightning strike just making sure i add it to the list i have super cool album um i'm gonna get into two more post-hardcore albums because i'm gonna have to q and not use no kill no beep beep an album i really like i've been listening to since uh high school or so i ordered it from discord and i was like dang this album is cool you had us cover it when we did fugazi i did and another one that i had you cover when we covered fugazi which i think i would be remiss not uh noting is at the drive-ins relationship of command which is perhaps the biggest like quote-unquote modern even though it came out in 2000 post-hardcore album um super big I want to outline uh, Outcast Stanconia. Oh, that's my number 50. So good. Very good. Very good album. I love Outcast. I like Speaker Box Love Below as well, of course, as I'm sure everyone else does. You and just got that on vinyl, to... didn't you, from Vinyl Me Please? Yes, Stankonia? I just got Stanconia. I thought we both so did. So I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. Yeah. So uh, the last one, which is one I'd love to grab on vinyl, an album that has kind of been on my radar for a while that I never really visited and then actually just visited it not super long ago. And I wish I had listened to it so much sooner. It's Software Slump by Granddaddy. That album is just super, super cool. All right. Well, yeah. Cool. We've uh, covered a lot of that decade. I felt like it took a decade. Uh, I bet it did. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners feel the same way if they're still My here. My God. Woo, baby. All right. Well, we did it. Jer- uh, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, get ready for next year because next year we're going to cover the 90s. It's going to be crazy. Get your calendar set. Start thinking of your top list. Of 90s albums, because we're going to do it next year, because we're going to keep working our way back. Jared, you said you knew what you wanted to close on. What's the song? Bye, bye, bye. You got it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Record Roundtable. We've been covering the 2000s, 2000 to 2009. And next week, we're going to have a Christmas episode. Come listen to us. Either talk uh, positively about Christmas music or uh, take a total dump on it. Haven't totally decided which way we're going to go yet. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.